Hey everybody, welcome to the Soul Food Priest podcast with Father Ben. It's great to have you. One of the things that is probably the staple item of most cultures, or at least one of them, is the potato, right? Most of us love potatoes. I have to admit I absolutely hated them growing up, but I love them now. And the, the pomme de terre, as the French say, the fruit of the earth, is really just like pivotal in every culture. And many of you probably know that uh, from about 1845 to 1850, 1852, in Ireland they had the Great Potato Famine. And well over a million people died in the Potato Famine. And this led to a massive influx of Irish people that came to the United States just to get away from the trauma of starvation, of what they were going through. And, but it does really give an, uh, kind of an indication on the importance of potatoes for so many of the cultures, not just the Irish, and uh, especially in France and Europe. And, you know, there's a lot of debate, of course, on who invented the French fry, if it was the, the Belgians or the French. Frankly, I have to admit, I think it was the Belgians as much as I don't want to give them that. But I think they, uh, the French fries are like more American almost than apple pie at this point. And there's over 200 varieties of potatoes, right? So there's baker's potatoes, russet potatoes, purple potatoes, fingerling potatoes. And um, so if you're looking to make homemade french fries, um, here's what I would recommend. Go and get some russet potatoes, generally best. Then you need to soak them overnight in water to get rid of some of the starch. Then you need to wash them get some more starch off, and then let them fully dry, okay? Um, coat them in cornstarch, all right? Um, and then, and only then, uh, fry them once, let them cool a bit, and then fry them again in seasoned flour, okay? And um, so if you fry them twice, they've got a really good crust. If you don't fry them twice, they get soggy, and everybody hates soggy french fries, right? It's like somebody with a bad attitude. You're like, dude, get over it. You're like a soggy French fry. So, um, but I mention this, right, because one of the staple items in every culture is bread and certainly potatoes. And um, similarly, uh, one of the things that is really a staple item is the Eucharist. And by I say item, it's really more of a, it's a person than a thing, meaning Jesus Christ. But it is absolutely providential that our Lord chose as a staple item bread, um, similarly to potatoes. And um, if you think about it, Jesus is God. He could have chosen any food item to uh, become himself, to become his body, but he chose bread. And um, that is drawing largely, of course, on the Passover from the Jews when they were told in the book of Exodus to, to only eat unleavened bread and um, before they left Egypt. And so for each one of us, what we're going to do is we're going to do a two-part series on the Eucharist. So for each one of us, it's important to remember that really the basis of everything we are as Catholics goes back to the Eucharist. From 1962 to 1965, they had what was called the Second Vatican Council, and that was what's called an ecumenical or universal council. We've had 21 of them total, 
not including um, the Council of Jerusalem in Acts chapter 15. And so Catholics believe that ecumenical councils are infallible, meaning that we are required to believe in them. It's not optional. And contrary to what some people say, it's not optional. So we are required to believe in them. And we believe that their teachings, once ratified by the Pope, are without error, okay? Which is not to say, of course, <laughs> it's an obvious point, right? But the people that wrote it are very much with error, including the Pope. And so, um, but there's three forms of infallibility. Um, and an ecumenical council, when something is consistently taught by the church over time, for instance, uh, the virginity of Mary, or an all-male priesthood. And then also, um, uh, when, uh, when a pope declares an ex-cathedra statement or from the chair statement. The last one was in 1950 with the Assumption. And so with the Eucharist, this was uh, addressed in the very first of the 16 documents of the Second Vatican Council called Sacrosanctum Concilium on the Liturgy in 1962. And one of the things that it says is about the Eucharist is that uh, it is the, quote, source and summit of our faith. In other words, it's everything that we are. So it's important for us to remember that we really need to stay close to the Eucharist. Um, it is everything for us. The Eucharist, our Lord's body, blood, soul, and divinity. And Jesus himself says in the Bread of Life discourse in John chapter 6, my flesh is true food, my blood is true drink. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life within you. God bless you. Don't forget to put soul in your food and give food to your soul.